Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and with me always in the studio, which is very exciting, is Dural Jai Singer. Thank you, Benjamin. One of my favorite things is to always see how the guest reacts to the shift in energy from before the recording goes <laughs> that on. It was one hell of a shift yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. It was just one, one, like, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes, hi, Benny. Uh, let's get in our guest. Our guest um, is someone we worked with uh, last week. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, gigging and... Uh, she absolutely dominated the stand-up scene and we're so excited to have her on the podcast. Relatively new to stand-up comedy, but very much on her way to making big waves. Please welcome Prue Blair. Yeah. Hello, everybody. I'm so glad you mentioned the shift in energy because I was like, I'm not going to be able to match this. You are our first guest that we have had in person for maybe Ooh. a year now. Yeah, or abs- just, yeah. just about a year. Ooh. It is. Um, yeah. yeah, no pressure. So we've been no. doing Zoom, Zoom gigs, obviously, yeah. for the last year and a bit. And then Ben and I have had a catch-up episode yeah. face-to-face. Mm. But this is... Wow. Hey. So you're expecting big chemistry from this. Yeah. yeah. So, so we picked yeah. someone who we just knew was going to effortlessly, <laughs> seamlessly riff along because... Because you listen to all our podcasts. Yeah. So oh. You know exactly what the theme's about. So. Yeah. I listened to one this morning, Oh, actually. God. Which, which, which one did you go on? I listened to the Rose Callahan Good one, episode, yeah, yeah. It really stressed me out. Whoa! What, the pregnancy yeah. aspect of yeah, things the or the uh, uh, interview techniques? Oh. Well, on, on that note, bro, we have had a lot of feedback on that episode. So a lot of feedback uh, saying that uh, they loved how honest um, uh, Rose was with the pregnancy. And who knows, she may or may not have had the baby. Mm, like, don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Um, and then it was, and there was fun. And then, I got quite a few messages through my Instagram saying, uh, uh, first it was like, oh, it was nice to hear a male have a, you know, quite, mm. you know, a, a lot of knowledge about pregnancy. But then I love it when it's the backhand one where someone's like, oh, it was weird. I didn't know you'd think of, <laughs> you'd know stuff about pregnancy. I've, I've had two kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll have some knowledge. Mm. Right, right. Like, but I'll, also, yeah. like, I think given the home birthing and stuff, you yeah. have more knowledge yeah. than yeah. Yeah. the which, average. Which for some people would have been a stressful yeah. part. Well, what are you doing at oh. Why? Because I remember when someone told me once, they were like, oh, um, are you having a home birth? And I remember one of my mates just like went quiet and went, like, do you like live in a hospital? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that's how you do no. it. <laughs> like close by? No. Oh, no. <laughs> just like, it's like the there? same thing saying, I'm home cooking. Or do you live in a restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can do it no. at home. <laughs> So, Prue Blake, thank you for coming on to the podcast. We have uh, quite a few things to talk about in Ooh. terms of threads of what we and I chatted about mm. um, um, at uh, at our gigs the other day. Um, one of the things was saying that you did have – let's just kick it off with yeah. this. So, you've got a boyfriend now, about a year and a bit. Oh, I do. Ooh, hello. And it was something that you said I found really fascinating where you said you want your partner, any of your partners to understand what – a struggle with food is like weight issues. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So, do you want to elaborate? So, basically, how did you put it to me that day? Oh, I don't remember how I put it to you that day. I'd probably had a few beers, <laughs> but um, <laughs> my boyfriend, he's had kind of like chubby phases and skinny phases as right. well, and he's really tall and thin. And I've always gone for tall, thin boys. I think because right. I was a chubby kid, and I want hope 
for my offspring. So it's a 50 50 chance? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, so, so they end up in the middle. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you might have it for a bit, but you'll probably grow out of that puppy way. Yeah. <laughs> but so I think we. How just, tall's tall? He is six foot five. Jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That is tall. Oh, yeah. That is tall. Because you're six two, aren't you, Ben? Uh, six one, six two, yeah. But yeah, and that, that feels yeah. to me like giant. Like, yeah, to yeah. me, I think of you as giant. Thank but. you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me what feel you great. <laughs> you feel ginormous. But it's so funny because I read lots of books to my kids about giants, and this is yeah. new ad uh, appearing on in Melbourne anyway, where it's uh, construction workers. They're talking about the overhead passes. Oh. So it's just massive construction workers just putting, and it's really well, like, yeah. you know, like putting like, you know, a new train's overpass here. So it's just massive. And my <laughs> son just saw that and goes, Daddy, they're real. Yeah. Giants are real. And I want to be a workman. Can I be a giant workman? Wow. I'm like, okay, cool. One like, of those giants is comedian and friend Jordan Barr. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, so you even probably know them. Gee, wow, I didn't know <laughs> what, what do you mean? So the right. ad. So the oh, ad. oh, the ad, yeah. right, because right. Because I was like, po- isn't she in a zoo? <laughs> <laughs> she, I thought she works in a zoo. I'm she like, she's a giant us. now. <laughs> yeah, she does work in the zoo. Uh, but what's also interesting is I love it because... Like, Sorry, no, but as in, I thought she was in... I was just thinking about construction specifically. Oh, I'm like, yeah, so she's no. now in construction. <laughs> <laughs> but but oh, it's okay. funny because they... Like, I've auditioned for those ads because mm. it's so funny because, like, I, I even... Because I know the industry, but you look at the ad and go, well, they're just normal construction workers. None of them are construction workers. They're all actors. It's really good casting is what it is. Yeah, I look at her and I was saying, you could be in construction. (laughs) So 6.665 is high and he's... uh, Skinny now. Very skinny now, but very, he really watches his weight. He does uh-huh. intermittent fasting. He just walks and walks and walks all day. So tell me the, then going back. So have you dated people who haven't had that issue? Yes. My boyfriend before him was six foot seven. And you really have. Is it, at which point does it become a fetish? <laughs> yeah. I, think, yeah. I think it's the visual stretching. I'm like, if my kids are tall, that's got a lot of room for weight distribution. That is so <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> so fascinating because six, six, seven. So that's more than two meters. Yeah. So, so that's Louis Spears, right? He was six, seven. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he's again, yeah, so tall, so tall, and so skinny. <laughs> but then, so, so, because I'm always curious. So, so the ex boyfriend, what did he do for a living? He was a teacher, secondary school teacher. Yeah, okay. Because, because yeah. I always think like, because in those jobs, like. You want to use your height, like because yeah. you, you, all the time, like Dan Connell, a friend of ours, mm. in comedian, he always has a great bit about how all the things that they're said to tall people, like, oh, what's the weather like up there? Like your whole life is that. Yeah. But as a teacher, it was like you kind of do have that presence. Do you know what I mean? Like, you like that's where you can actually use your height. Like if you're standing over a kid, that's mm. fucking daunting. Especially when you're still, you know, pretty young in your mid to late twenties, and you're teaching high school kids. Yeah. And like, there's not much in it a lot of the time. Yeah. So you need any advantage you can get. Yeah, because they can be brutal. Oh, they will <laughs> dominate you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. I'm so scared of fucking high school kids, honestly. They just, there's no, um, there's there's a lot of uh, um, aggression without any kind of empathy sometimes. Like, yeah. I feel like I, I'm, I'm looking at my mates as well at that same age. Like, you, you, you know, you just think the world's your oyster and you're just like, ah, I can have a go at this person and yeah. th- feelings don't matter. It's only when you get 30 where you, like, get battle-hardened from the years of your own mm. kind of, you know, stumbling. But kids in high school, they have the intelligence of a full-grown adult but not the ability to filter it. Yeah, and, no. <laughs> and when you see them at 16 or 17 and it's 11 o'clock, at night and you see 20 of them walking around 
I genuinely just go, holy moly, they could just take me apart. Oh. Yeah, there's no issue there. And they have no fear of their own mortality either. They're just kings in the night. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. So so the last boyfriend wasn't someone who had dealt with. No, and, and so, he where, had the yeah, metabolism of a teenager. So right. he yeah. would eat with the kids that he was teaching and it would just be like fish and chips at 3 p.m., Let's go out for fried chicken for dinner. So, did you feel like it was enabling you, or some way, like you know, as in, because for cert for for us, I think all three of us are in a similar place where the reaction to food is maybe more quicker than say someone like him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we have to almost think about eating a not necessarily have to constantly be dieting or anything like that, but as soon as you let the reins off a bit, at least for me, yeah. it Pantonate. stacks on quicker. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm trying my best to speak just about myself because I don't want to be, like, you know, projecting onto other people, but, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. relating hard to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, oh, look, the same quantity, like, I can have a blowout week. Yeah. And I will notice physical different. Forget weight scales issues. I'm like, oh, physically, I can see my, you know, my boobies popping out a bit again. Mm. You know, things like that. So for you then being with someone who didn't have that, did that seem to be a challenge then in the relationship? Oh, I, I mean, it wasn't a very long relationship, I have to admit. So it was just the honeymoon phase where you are like not doing as much as you normally do. Yeah. Like cuddling, watching Netflix, eating junk the What's whole time. What's that like? <laughs> Still waiting to find out what date number two looks like. Oh, it's a good time. <laughs> You're going to love it, Dill. Yeah, I'm up to date 2,550. Yeah. Oh, so. wow. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Well good, done, well good. done. Thank you. That's the uh, the platinum, right? I forget. But, it, yeah, so go. No, so I was just, you know, you're kind of eating and cuddling and you let yourself slide a bit in a new relationship because you're so happy. Yeah, right. But then it's so hard to claw it back for me. And right. And you're noticing the changes and you're like, your body's probably even better than it was. Like, yeah. It's so unfair. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right, yeah. right. And so... With your current partner, that's not a thing because he's as conscious about it, I guess. Oh, I guess the I word is conscious. he might be more conscious. I think he's better at, I get too sucked into the fun time and I'm like, yes, I want a beer. Oh, all right. Yeah. Like, chips do sound good. Yeah. And he's more like hardline. I'm intermittent fasting. I'm doing this. I'm going to be good for this amount of time. And then right. I'll have a blowout, like, couple of days. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And because the industry that we're in as well lends <sighs> itself to a lot more play, like, you know, I guess, bad habits in terms of drinking and eating at mm. late at night and stuff like that. So how long have you been going in stand-up now? I think this would be my kind of third year, but mm-hmm. it's probably two years if you don't count the huge lockdown break. Uh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 No, I felt for a lot of comedians who are starting out that at the start, all you want to do is gig, 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 gig. And it doesn't matter because yeah. yeah, at the start, you're not getting paid. <laughs> it just sounded like a record just got like, stuck. Gig, 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 gig. You sounded like Quagmire yeah, just getting Get it, get it, get it. Yeah. And so then a lockdown happens. Yeah. How did you deal with that? It was all right. I think I kind of took the... I had a lot of work on at the same time. Yep. So I was working and studying full time. What do you work and study in? 
So I was working at a Feel local like council doing community engagement. Yep, 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 yep. What was that? Stuff, the fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if you were getting it, why don't you get local council? Community consultation's the best. Oh, particularly okay. during a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'll just send out that email. Yep, update the Facebook page. Okay, I'm done for the day. Wow. Yeah, that was my life. That was my life. <laughs> yeah. And then the only people that you really deal with in those situations, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm. are the diehards who would just write every letter to everything anyway. Yeah, so yeah. there's like well, a group of ten of them. And they're the people. That's it. Your community oh, consultation. And I love them. Yeah, I love they're insane. them. <laughs> the, the ideas are just crazy. Yeah. Or they come up. Or have you, I don't know if you come across this. My favourite was, uh, and his name was William Wright. Uh, William Wright. Will write, <laughs> and, and he will will write to you. He will write. And he will, and he did every time. I, as I worked as a town planner, he would write and object to everything. So everything, yeah. it didn't matter what application. And I, I felt like I took it personally. But yeah. He'd object to everyone, and then one day. After dealing with him over and over, having to have meetings, and he was like, oh, just, I'm just representing the community. I was like, nah, you're yeah, retired. You. you made a lot of money. You're bored, and you don't want to hang out with your wife. This is your hobby. <laughs> and then I'll never forget, he wanted to run for council. <laughs> and he just came up and he goes, Ben, I, I'm running for council, and I'd, I'd really love your support. <laughs> and I openly laughed in his oh face. My God. <laughs> I'm like, absolutely not. You're a nightmare. A nightmare. <laughs> you have made my job so much harder so much for harder. years. <laughs> so what was the last thing you were uh, consulting with the community? Oh, I was working on the community vision. Ooh. Ooh. Always a hot favourite. Yeah, a hot favourite. <laughs> I don't, I mean, you, I feel like you guys have tapped into some sort of jargon that yeah. is not privy to We've us gone new corporate. We've yeah. gone corporate. So what's community vision? I mean, I guess I can guess. Yes, you're yeah. right. The yeah. vision of, of the, the community. community. Yeah. So what it's like about glasses and uh, <laughs> the clarity of the road. Yeah, is it's that... a real public health thing. Yeah. yeah. Getting those optometrists in yeah. there. So uh, it, uh, it's just where the future of the community is going, like as in where yeah. we're going to put a fucking shared garden or some shit. No, yeah, well, no, it's bigger picture stuff. What really? their priorities are. Yeah. So well, isn't it just climate change? Your, yeah, things like transport. That. Hot ones. He's yeah. naming all the hot ones. He's the hot ones. They're hot topics. <laughs> yeah. He sounds like a voiceover for Utopia. Climate change. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, transport. It transport. is Utopia. Like, yeah. Right. And then and then exactly. the people go affordable housing are also the same people who have six houses. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it doesn't come up much even affordable housing. It's <laughs> oh, <so laughs> more like well-designed housing. Uh, yeah. Low density. And what are you studying as well at the same time? So I was at the same time completing my PhD in public transport studies. Public? So no. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> Why is that hilarious? Because I, 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 I focused on public transport studies when I was at uni and I was yeah. thinking about doing a master's in it because, mm. like, there are great public transport people like Paul Meese. I don't know if you're oh, familiar with him. Yeah, so he's, uh, he's one of the reasons why the Melbourne transport planning is the way it is. But I was really interested in it as well. Yeah. And then. Oh, wow. So basically, Peru is Ben Lomas 10 years ago. Uh, oh, no, it's more like this 20. This is my future. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, this is, this is yeah. what. Get out is. now! <laughs> in comedy yeah, and dumb Which planning. one? Yeah, which one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so you were pretty preoccupied so during lockdown. So I was pretty lockdown. occupied, but I was also like, I guess this is an opportunity to write mm. and try and build new stuff to test when you can gig again. Right. And did you? Yeah. Uh, well. Nice one. Really good, good on you for being able to. We, I want to get to the writing thing as mm. well because we had a small discussion around that as well. But before we jump off this one, so did you get your PhD? 
Oh, I just submitted my final PhD with all the changes this morning. Are you Dr. Blake? Whoa. Yeah, so Are you Dr. Blake? I think it takes like a tiny little bit of extra time, but yeah, basically I'm Dr. Blake now. Dr. Blake's yeah. mysteries. We've got the podcast title ready to yes. go. Dr. Blake, murder, transport well, mysteries. mysteries. Only on the public transport. Murder on the uh, Orient. And what was the, the title of your thesis? Oh, it was investigating customer fluctuation within public transport markets. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's I can see the movie already. <laughs> it's a franchise oh, like Avengers. That's, that's it's uh, pretty exciting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that is, oh, wow. Oh, well, someone will use it in some study. Someone yeah. will reference it somewhere yeah. along the line. <laughs> People are excited about it, even though all of my conclusions were, uh, this new tool that I've made is too hard and too <laughs> stupid to use. <laughs> <laughs> But someone will pay good money to use it. Yeah, someone might so, try. As in, in, in that point, that's that's actually a good thesis because that thesis could come around and earn you a bit of money. Mm, that so would be nice. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wait, so Ben, did if you come up with a system, right? And then the system, do you have you like? It's a it's a weird one in 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 that kind of like uh, in that sort of uh, what is it? What's the word? Uh, university world where you come up yeah. with actually a tool, yeah, not just a thesis and not just a point of view and an opinion. You come to a conclusion, but yeah. that it's an actual tool that people could actually use. Yeah, they can pick up and use it. Yeah, so. So my understanding is that you've got, like, you try and look at a holistic situation, like the, the, the problem holistically, and then try and find an actual practical kind of application. Do you have ways of using that thinking into real life? Yeah, I think it's useful. Yeah. And I think it's definitely helped me with writing. Yeah. Because you have to write so much and so clearly, often on things that I don't even understand. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's really helped refine writing and just look at different approaches for things. Right, right. And so with bringing it back on topic Mm. of the pod, with that, that's a thing in mind. Like when you approach, um, you know, Health, I guess, is our broad topic rather than specifically saying diet or exercise. Mm. When you, the broad topic of health, what's been your history with it? So you've you've hinted that saying that you've had uh, struggles and you have to try and focus, you know, intermittent fasting yeah. and stuff. What's the backdrop with that? Yeah, I guess this is kind of why I brought the work and study up because mm. that's so time consuming. And then I was often kind of leaving at the end of the day to go mm. do gigs as well until late at night. And so kind of going out and exercising and fitness wasn't as high on my priority list as I would totally. want it to be. It's just so hard to get the time to do it. And the energy, though. And the en- yeah, because you're like, okay, so I have maybe my window between 5 and 6.30 yeah. before I'd have to leave and go do gigs. Uh-huh. And like I could go to the gym then, but I can't give it my full energy. Right, energy. so you're there from you're at work from morning till arvo, yeah, yeah. and then you got to come home and somehow find time to exercise, and then go to do and a gig, and then go do a gig, and then somehow resist the urge not to have ten a beers, a late night snack, yeah, and yeah. ten beers. Ten, yeah. It's the beers, like because yeah. it's, it's like if you think about our time doing that, like back in our drinking days, yeah. it's some of the funnest times we've oh. ever had because you yes. just you, that's where you make your new friends. It's They're the in best. your year level. And then you just drink with them and then watch each other do uh, gigs. Some go great and the best ones go horrible. It's such a big bonding experience. It's uh, normally your only form of payment too. So yeah. Like if I'm getting a free oh. beer, I'm not passing it up. You are speaking Dylanized <laughs> language. We talked about yeah. getting paid in beer and yeah. then drinking twice the amount. You're like, I got paid twice the amount. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, totally. Uh, do you remember those LOL gigs that uh, Dan Moore used to run, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You know, I used to do like the open spot, which is an unpaid thing, but they're like, oh, but, you know, you can have anything at the bar. I'm like... 
but I'm going to clean you out. Yeah. If you gave me 50 yeah. bucks tonight, <laughs> yeah. I would have just You'd been be like, You'd be I'd up. be done. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I'd be like, oh, thank you for the 50 bucks. I'm going to go home. But now that you've told me you're not paying me and I can have mm. as many pints as I want, fucking watch me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, and so. There's we, a couple of gigs who, that were like that when we started, where at least two or three times a week, you could get absolutely blind for free. Yeah. And the longer oh, you do God, it, the yes, cheekier you get. I get so cheeky. I'll go to a bar and be like, hey, I'm performing tonight. Is there any way I could get, like, a free dinner? Or- oh, <laughs> oh, that's really? great. You're taking it to a whole new You're level. You're taking it to food. Yeah. I, I think we've talked about this on the pod that when I quit drinking, um, I went to a particular comedy club and I hadn't been off the booze and I'd already done a whole month there. Mm. And when I arrived to the bar, they were like, hey, have any pure blonde? And I was like, <laughs> oh. I was like, actually, no. And they are like, oh, what, vodka soda already? <laughs> and I was like, no. He's like, what, it's not the second. Are you having your slushy with uh, tequila? I was like, hang on. Just before he goes, oh, what? It's the headliner's not on. It's not the rusty nail. I was like, how many standard <laughs> drinks do I have in this place? How many? Yeah. yeah. They know your favourites wow. as opposed yeah. to like, the, yeah. And they know the order comes in as well. Like, yeah. he has a pure blonde, then he has a vodka. Soda, then he has the yeah. slushy, and that was when I was actually genuinely getting paid a lot doing stand up. Yeah. But then I also realized that, especially if, if you for a period for a long time, I think by the time the headline had finished, I'd had 12 to 14 drinks. Wow, no, yeah, that's so much. Yeah, do you drink before gigs? I like to have one, yeah, because I just it's so nice. You sit there, it's you know, when everyone talks about how awesome it must be to hang out with comedians all the time, and you're like, that's totally true, except for before gigs when everyone's really nervous and anxious <laughs> and in their head just staring at their phone, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, exactly, all their yeah. notes or something like that. Yeah. But then once they're done, oh, all they fun. can do is talk about talk at you, if, especially if you haven't been on yet, yeah, 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 yeah still yeah. talk like, so, so, what, what, what did you get up? I'm like, not my yeah. turn. This is like everyone's yeah. studying before. The exams is what it looks like, yes, you know. Yeah. So you'd have like one before, and then uh, once you do the gig, do you have drinks on stage? No. Yeah, yeah. I don't see that very often these days. No, I think yeah. I did it once, and then I talked into my beer instead of the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, never that's, again. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I did that into a Cornetto yeah. once. <laughs> it's, just, I, it's part of my rider is a Cornetto on stage. A Cornetto on um, stage. No, so, uh, but then afterwards, then you kind of uh, uh, give yourself a little bit of reward. Yeah, it would just depend, you know. Do you have the thing that happened to me, which was that regardless of whether gig went good or bad, I'd find a way to justify binge drinking and eating. Oh, you can justify it regardless. Yeah. Because it's not like, I'm going to reward myself for it being such a great gig, totally yeah. smashed, or you can be like... That wasn't very good, so I'm gonna reward myself yeah. with a I'm little comfort. Heal myself. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's it's funny because I I used to do that. Heaps yeah. where you, you chase the high, so you chase mm, the yeah. high afterwards, and you drink, and then if there's a whole group of you, of course you're gonna get food at the end of the night. But as I was explaining to a friend of mine, he goes, "Yeah, well, it's probably harder for comedians because you might do that a couple of times a week." But then you've got the people who then work from nine till five, and that's what their Friday is, right. and so they've just built up that whole Friday that you know work drinks might start at three thirty four, and they are blottoed by nine. Yeah. Then having dinner and then continuing till like <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. Like sometimes I reckon that big chunk is even worse than like three or yeah. you know, three or four days in a row. Well, uh, I, did, I guess I was not going to bring this up, but it came organically with the Friday <laughs> night gig that we all had. I don't know, Ben, you were not on that night, but no. it was that thing that I told you, Prue. I was like, oh, you know, it's a really nice week of gigs, and but also just heads up, Fridays can be a bit weird, and <laughs> fucking hell, was it weird. It was it brutal. Was, it it was, was so brutal. <laughs> and yeah. it's, that, it's that incredible feeling of camaraderie that you can have off a bad gig where mm. everyone is struggling. So you go, well, 
it can't be just me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's it's a harder pill to MC. swallow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a harder pill to swallow when you're the old, the weakest act on that. Oh, you, you're the only one who bombed that night or whatever. Yeah, but, when everyone does it. It's but when everyone easier. does it, like I'd never try to blame the crowd, but like on nights like that, you go, well, the crowd didn't meet us halfway. And it's just a hard one to come off the back of. So because oh. I rocked up the next night because I did the Thursday and then did the oh, Saturday. Two beautiful nights. Two beautiful <laughs> nights. And then it was so funny listening to everyone talk about it. Yeah. And of course, part of me was like, Oh, why wasn't I here to see that? Because yeah. you kind of want to go through the trenches with everyone. Well, and I, be like, I, yeah. I I find the feeling like because that, that they those kind of moments are quite rare. If it's that bad as you guys. Yeah. Made it out to me, but it's just that feeling yeah. of that camaraderie, but also just not understanding why it is the way it is. And yeah. it's just like it's just because you know the audience becomes organically one, mm, so right. they've already fed off each other, going, "Well, we've made a decision." Yeah, we now, hate this night. <laughs> yeah, hate this night. Now, usually, if that does happen, the MC sh- usually has to address it. Like, you know, it has to go, "Come on, guys, what's happened?" Right? Mm. That's because that, that's your final gear. Yeah. You can't if you get angry at the audience up, but if that final one, you're like. Okay, is it me? And then, as an MC, you're supposed to take all the fall for it and go, "It's let's go, let's yeah. bring this home, like the turn turn around." But th- that feeling of when you throw out a punchline oh. that you've worked God knows how long, that you've even maybe done 20, 50 times before, and it gets nothing. That's a rogue hundred percent. Like, and and so for me, it was like. I had the advantage of because I was headlining. I knew I had crowd work, like a, you know, a chunk to do crowd work in, which was I think I did like 10, 15 minutes because I had to try and whip them on, somehow yeah. on the same side. Mm. So it, it was finding it, but it was that thing where I did those punchlines that. So I was listening back to the gig on Saturday because I was, you know, I'd done some new stuff. I want to hear back, and I hearing myself tell a joke that I must have done at least a hundred times, and has always, like in my memory, always worked. And when it got nothing, yeah. like nothing, oh. and then you hear, oh, and that. then and then and then you hear me clearly, like got punched on the side of the head, not mm. seeing it coming, and I'm trying to get the next sentence out, and I can't because I'm still like reeling from how quiet that was. Like, yeah. Yeah. so so if the sentence was like, so Ben and Prue and I walked to the shops, it would be like, so the shops we walked, um, Prue, uh, uh, <laughs> me, uh, Ben, and I, you know, like I'm just fumbling the sentence yeah. that yeah. I've said a million times, and yet it's just that it reminded me how out of practice we all are because oh. because maybe I would say two years ago if that type of gig happen, I'd still know how to keep my composure mm. and keep sort of pretending like it went fine. Changing gears if you need to. Something. Yeah. But it was just so clear that I was like, um, the sentence I was saying was trying to do the joke, but really what I was saying was, guys, what happened? Please, we, like me. We, we, <laughs> what, what went wrong? It's like a dog that you have been playing with for years suddenly snaps around mm. and bites you. You're like, hey, what happened? We, this is not how we have our interactions. Yeah. So it really sucker punched all of us. But but also an amazing learning curve for you, Pro, because also because you're quite new, and you know Dylan and I have been doing it for ten plus years. That you're like now, like you get to sort of be part of this. Yeah. Like I, I'm actually genuinely really excited for you because you know, you've appeared at all these gigs that a lot of open micers would actually dream to be on. I've and had then, a very lucky run. Yeah. Like like Fitbit pod. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. It's good, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Throw away the three hundred people that were laughing at your jokes. This is the real thing. One. Come on. Yeah. Um but have you so now that you know lockdown's happening and you're gigging lots, um, yeah. you know, do you because that's what I'm curious now is like because you you know you've you got a PhD, um, you were an ex town 
planet, like mm. me, and yes. you got rid of it. And you got rid of it after two years, unlike me, where I fucking held on to it for a decade. <laughs> Congratulations. Already eight years smarter than me. Um, so, but now, have you planned out the next year? Like, because we're speaking to some people, and I have that, like, because of lockdown, you're like, lockdown. Have you, have you planned out this year? Do you know what you're doing? Are you going to do something different? No, I have not planned out this year. At all? At all. You're just going to see where it goes? I think so. I mean, as you, uh, we've noticed earlier, I've had a lot of gigs this month, and so you're like, well, I'd love to gig as much as possible and yep. try and do as much with comedy, but you just don't know what's going to happen. Yep. You know, COVID's still around. I've got comedy festival shows coming up, so it's now getting yourself psyched up for those again. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you yeah. remember the feeling you had... For 2020 ahead of time. Oh my god! Was there a lot of enthusiasm and excitement? About- I was so excited for yeah, 2020. Yeah. I was like, so, I'm gonna win Raw. I'm yeah. gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Like, here are all my goals. Right, and then it, yeah, when you get snatched away like that, I guess it makes complete sense not to kind of put yourself through that hurt again or that potential hurt mm. again. But then going back again, sorry, I, I know I keep circling back to this, but I'm trying to keep circle, us on track uh, with the health and fitness. This is yeah. where we uh, got sidetracked. Which was talking about now you've been when you were busy with day uh, day job and then gigs at night you found it hard to find a pocket to prioritize health yes so uh, how did it go during lockdown and how have you found it since you've come out of lockdown lockdown I found very very hard because I would normally just go to the gym and I would because I, I don't like working out or getting sweaty I do not enjoy it at all what are your things that you do say in, in a perfect week? you don't like getting sweaty no what's 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 wrong with that I just feels yuck I don't know <laughs> that's why you had a shower afterwards <laughs> I think because I I don't sweat easily, it's like uh-huh. I'm really having to go hard. Hard, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. so maybe it's right. more that. So wait, um, how old are you? Twenty-eight. Twenty, right? Okay. God, you don't look. I thought you were like twenty. <laughs> no, I look so. Young. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, that yeah. okay. That is that's actually well, blowing that's my what happens when mind. you don't yeah. sweat enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all under the skin preserving me. Yeah. All that sweat. Wow, <laughs> twenty. Uh, wow. Okay, uh, I literally thought maybe you've just turned twenty. Oh my god. I mean, I would be a young wonderkind if that was the case. <laughs> what an unlikely. But then, if I think character. about it, it's like you've got a degree and yeah. you've got a PhD. Okay, like if you did that, that'd be insane. Need yeah. a few years under the belt. Yeah, few yeah. Few years under the belt. Okay. <laughs> what a Doogie Howser situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Doogie Howser of trans. Transport planning. <laughs> how does she know how to design oh, this God. transport plan and this tool and this model? Quick, get her into another meeting yeah. where we we'll, won't resolve anything. Yeah, well, the Hauser line works. Doogie House <laughs> planning. Yeah. Um, so, with your say, an ideal health week. Yeah, yeah. What's your? You see, the gym is what your go-to is. I would go to the gym and I would do like half an hour of cardio and some weights and then right. leave and then maybe I'd swim a few times a week. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, so All right. And so what's the cardio? Just treadmill, bicycle? Love roll? the bike. Yeah. I'll try and mix it up. Do a bit of the cross trainer. Uh-huh. Treadmill I don't really do. I don't I don't like running. Yeah, okay. And tr- then a treadmill's a tricky one as well. Yeah. It just feels so weird. I'd rather go for a walk. Out yeah. in the world. I love the treadmill well. because of 50 cents in the club where the start of the video clip, he's on the treadmill like and they're like monitoring and, and like he's all got all these pecs and I always like to, he looked like he was so powerful. That was like the first image of like 
fuck, who's this dude? You know, who's with Dr. Dre and Eminem, and just the idea of something. You know, every time I'm on the treadmill, <laughs> I like to think of yeah, I like to think of myself as 50 Cent. I'm the dude. But uh, yeah, so and then in terms of weights, do you have like a, a particular routine that you do every single time, or do you uh, have like leg day? I try and do like some squats, some lunges, maybe mm. with some weights, and then a push with the arms and a pull with the arms. Mm-hmm. All technical and, terms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I had a friend who was really into crossfit and i was like tell me what to do and well, then she just yeah. gave me a routine and i do that that's what i was gonna ask yeah. so where did you get the info for those things it's yeah. from the friend who f- did crossfit yeah. so and that's the same product program that you've been following are you yeah. still friends with the person who's doing crossfit no yeah <laughs> that's an interesting question what made you first of all ask yeah. that well i i just feel like some people who uh go go start crossfit and then go get absolutely uh, sucked into that world uh they change yeah and uh and you develop a whole new other group of friends which are your crossfit friends well, and when you realise they're not there emotionally, they'll come back to you. Yeah, I was probably getting sucked into the comedy world at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah Where you yeah. also change, but not in a healthy way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's that is an interesting point because I remember when I started stand up, I uh, CrossFit. I, the the CrossFit. <laughs> But it's just like CrossFit people are, some of them are, you know, I'm not going to generalise, but some of them are somewhat crazy because it becomes their world, like comedy. We have a lot of listeners who are CrossFit. Yeah, no, no, no. carefully. No, no, no. (laughs) But it's, it's, even then a lot of, uh, like, so, because I've worked on Ninja Warrior, a lot of them are CrossFit people. And and then because the the training is, it is some of the best training for that kind of, you know, sport. But in comedy, I know it's the same thing that because you're out at all at night and most of your friends work through the day, you because you do lose some friends along the way yeah. because you don't have enough that enough that you know have, you have, don't have that time to invest. You don't have time to give them. Yeah. Like the amount of times where people be like, "Oh, let's have dinner." And you're like, "Okay, I could do between 6:30 and 7:30 yeah. on a Tuesday <laughs> or 3 weeks yeah. from now on yeah. Saturday." It is wild. I remember yeah. there's a comedian named Mark Onway, uh, doesn't do comedy and he's a journalist in Perth now, but he said something similar like it's like it's almost like you become comedy is like you've developed a drug habit and you only start surrounding yourself with other users and yeah. you know and you try and your real world previous world is trying to understand your new world and they're trying to almost talk you back going you know i think you're doing a bit this a bit too much and it's like <laughs> yeah. you don't get it man yeah. you you weren't there like that sort of that feeling of shared experiences with with when you pursue any kind of passion, I suppose, whether it's CrossFit or, yep. or yeah. comedy, where it's like it's some of the experiences so unique to anyone else who's going through that experience that mm. you only kind of want to ha- hover in that world. You know but what I mean? But it was really interesting. I met my partner's parents for the first time over Christmas. Oh. And at, cross- then, at Christmas? Uh, at CrossFit. At CrossFit. Yeah, at CrossFit. We did a family hey. CrossFit <laughs> sesh. <laughs> Father-in-law just doing push-ups. Hey! Make the sign of the I'll CrossFit. <laughs> now, did you meet on Christmas Day? We met like two days before we went down. Okay. Okay, okay. Leon Gatha, so they're country ah, Victorian. Brilliant. Yeah. I was there at least yeah. two weeks ago. Oh, interesting. So. But they're dairy farmers. And it was interesting because when I talked about comedy with them, it was like suddenly they respected me so hard because they're like, oh, we totally understand how hard you need to work. We wow. get not being able to go away for a weekend because we have gigs or things to do. Oh, so they understood. They understood and they were the first people that had ever... Just been like, oh yeah, that makes total sense that you couldn't come away. Because Will Anderson comes from that. That his parents were dairy farmers down mm. that that way too. Maybe they understood. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that's why he did so well. I don't think they did because Will has a story about how <laughs> when he had the opera house gig, the first time he was sold out the opera house, and he flew his mom and dad over, and his dad kept going, yes. Yes, during the show, thinking about it. He was like, oh, that's weird. That was not the punchline. And then he found out that the dad was listening to the cricket. During the 
<laughs> but um, Leon Gata. So that oh, hang on, is Jared Ruffin's uh, parents is that who you are? Do you know Jared Ruffin? No, I don't know Jared. Ruffin. Wow, great reference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know the PhD in transport and the arts. You'll know Ruffy. Don't generalize people in transport. Um, but yes, meeting parents. What was the significance of that? Where were we, where were we heading with that story? Oh, it was, about, it was just um, that they really respect the work, the work and they get it. And I was a smash hit, baby. Ah, oh, that's great. Yeah, so, so you met your parents? Yes. How did that go? He was also a hit. A hit? Not, not as much of a hit as I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the perfect week is a gym stuff, and you got it off the CrossFit person. Now, how long have you been doing that program, and what makes you stick to something like that? Do you see results? Do you notice f- physical changes in you that makes you want to stick to it? Have you stuck to it? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I think it comes and goes. Yeah, It yeah, comes yeah. and goes. But it's your go-to. Yeah, it's my go-to, and I think it's, it's a session where it's not so hard that I can't go do a gig afterwards or anything yeah. but it's enough so that I would get those endorphins feel right. better mentally if right. probably not notice a physical difference that's a good one I, I've heard a couple other people say that recently that with everything going on they can't yeah. do a full hour or a full hour and a half session or they can't you know sit and do nah. an hour of weights but if they can just do enough to get those endorphins in it makes them genuinely feel better yeah it just makes life so much smoother I, yeah. I've found recently I've been struggling to find motivation to go into the gym yeah. um, running I still kind of like it is this the gym in your building this is uh, yeah both even the fitness okay, okay. festival as yeah, well like yeah. I just don't have the I don't yeah. know I just I'm feeling very sluggish at the moment yeah. maybe the arm which is a, which I think is across the board as well yes. right yes. right I'm just, I just I guess for me the energy of now starting to work again has taken a bigger toll on me than I yeah. thought it was going yeah. so to find that motivation to go to the gym <laughs> I've had to trick my brain in things so for example I think people, listeners will know I'm a huge Eminem fan and he released like a B-side album uh, a couple of weeks ago and I've told myself I can only listen to it if I'm in the gym. So whether I, I have wow. to wear the outfit and listen, I was like, so I almost like tell myself, okay, I'm going to go listen to this album. I really want to listen to it, but I can't unless I'm wearing the clothes and mm. I'm in the gym. So once I'm there, I'm like, oh, well, I don't really want to work out, but I might as well lift a couple of weights and do some squats. And it eventually kind of gets the ball rolling. So it's almost like finding something that I really actually want to do and then tagging it with the activity that's actually going to have positive results. Yeah, that's yeah. such a good motivation. Yeah, it's I, kind of work because it's, it's about, for me, the problem is getting to the gym, yeah. right? Because yeah. once I'm there, I f- will find that little, it might be a slow start, but eventually you start to push yourself mm. and you get there. But to get the shoes on and walk in, I had to find a trick to get me yeah. in there. Yeah. For me, it's like, I really want to fucking listen to this album. <laughs> that's my problem too, getting there. And I really kind of resist doing it. And my trick has been to tell myself, just go, you don't have to try hard. Yeah. I was like, just go, you just can go totally straight to the cafe. The, yeah, yeah, throw the towel in once you get there. I don't care. But once but you're that there. that works. And it works every time. That works. That happened with me with the running when I first started this whole journey back in 2018, which was just I had to wear the outfit. That's yeah. all my goal was yeah. for the days to wear the outfit. Whether I ran, walked, whatever, that's different. Yeah. But just put the shoes on and put the active yeah. wear. Yeah. So how long have you been doing the gym stuff? Uh, I've dabbled in so many different things for years. Like, so were you a bigger kid? Yeah, really chunky kid. And then a very thin teenager who did right. not know that they were thin. In an unhealthy thin? Yeah. Like, definitely some disordered eating going right, on. Right, right. Um, How old? From like 
15 or 16 yep. to like 20. God, mm. I just yeah. being a girl at that age is, is yeah, we've oh. had people in, in a similar situation, like Nina Oyama was yeah. one and, you know, Nikki like Britain. Nikki Britton. So, we, yeah. yeah, I can understand that that would have been a really hard time. Oh, and you look back on photos now, I was still friends with my ex-boyfriend from high school and he sent me my... MySpace page, yeah, and he was like, "Ha ah, ha ha! Look how funny we look!" And I was just like, "She looks so thin, and she doesn't know it at all." <laughs> it is funny looking back at the past photos because we've talked about this, Ben. About sometimes I used to look at my before shot with kind of sadness and and up, like I was like annoyed at that guy yeah. but then my friend pointed out it's like you can't be mad at that guy because he's the dude who does all the work in the yeah, end like he's yeah. the one like the current version has momentum on and you know literally 45 kilos less or whatever so it's easier for that person for the, the current guy to move around mm. but the old guy had no fucking clue that any of this was going to be possible yeah. so he had to just kind of throw caution to the wind and have a crack so it's, I'm like trying to reframe how I look at my past self yeah. rather yeah. than looking at it as this weak loser that I, that was the voice that I had in my head I'm like, I'm no, I'm but ha- that's a person who's doing the actual fucking yeah. heavy lifting yeah. in that sense. And I'm, I'm hanging out with that guy again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm really trying to get him motivated again. They always and, come uh, back, don't they? Because uh... I don't know about you, because it's like coming out of lockdown is one thing, but we're, I'm also coming out of a holiday. Like, mm. So I, I can't, like, because the kids are still on school holidays and we're just, you know, and the test is on, the cricket's on, so it's been on all day and I've just been playing cricket with my son. I, I can't get out of the holiday funk. Yeah. Like, well, it's not a funk. I just can't get out of the holiday mode. Mindset, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's really weird. Like, any other year I'd be fine, but I think it's because, you know, I've decided uh, not to do Comedy Festival this year, so usually this time I'd be writing the whole way and then trying to get every gig. But, like, because I've, you know, I've been popping up here and there, it's amazing the mindset of trying to get this year going. Like, mm. I don't know if you, have you struggled at all trying to, Actually, you've probably come out swinging because you're gigging so much. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I've just had a real issue. Do you had do about what is in finding? Yeah, motivation. Well, yes and no. No, in the sense because I know how I operate and what I need to put in place in order to get me going is I will book like I don't feel this energy to do it or whatever. But I will start booking things on purpose yeah, and give myself that. goals and targets that I might not hit. But it keeps me. So same thing with running, right? Like I, yeah. I, I, I've, I'm trying to get faster at running 5K, not because I'm trying to get quicker at other places to get places. I'm like, I just <laughs> need challenges. I need to be pushing myself and give myself these arbitrary goalposts to try and aim for because otherwise I'm not going to find motivation to do mm. those things. So the same thing with comedy festival and all that. Like I've just locked in my comedy festival dates. But I'm still like, I don't don't know if it's even going to happen. Yeah. But yeah. I need that deadline or that goal to start to fire the engines up. So you yeah. know what I mean? Like that. That's why. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I just can't even do that. See, I'm motivated almost entirely by guilt. Like just how guilty <laughs> I feel for not doing things. Yeah, like, yeah. Drives me completely. So yeah. you were workhorse even from a like from in high school and stuff. Were you top grades? I was up there. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, I was always so bitter to not be number one. Yeah, I never got number yeah. one either. <laughs> yeah, high I was five. Number, like, Social two or three. high five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd never got position number one. Mm. I was always like second or third. And it frustrated the shit out of me. Oh, but I it also it. at the same time kept me working as super hard so that when finals exams came and it was nothing about yeah. like position or whatever, I still was in the top like it was this one big broad category of people who got perfect scores or whatever. Mm. So for you now, did you carry that into 
comedy now do you have that same kind of work absolutely and i've noticed like because my mum was always really proud of my academic achievements and mm. i'm always trying to get that parental validation mm. yeah and now she's getting very similar she knows more and more about the comedy scene wow and it, i can see it transferring well she'll be like what was that gig why weren't you on the poster like is wow your <laughs> that's super sweet yeah. that's really How much cool did you get paid? <laughs> I love that because yeah, it's 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 a uh, you know for me the parental validation is the same thing. Like yeah. my wallpaper on my phone is mum and dad the oh. first time they saw me headline, so right? And cute. I just still love that little you know as a reminder that oh that was what I was chasing. I just wanted them to like yeah, what yeah. I do, and so they've always been supportive. But it was just this visual. So for you, um, when you now go with um, that drive for wanting to be best or good or that thing. Does you do you find it's a bit of a blind spot when it comes to health? Because that was my issue. Like I could, I could do it academically, but when it came to health, I didn't care. And I think starting this year, I've definitely had the epiphany of like I actually have to start as a performer treating my health and looking after my body as part of the job description. Yes. Oh wow! Yes. Tell us more. Very good. So I think if you think this is part of the job, part of the job is being presentable, being on stage, being having the stamina, being ready. All of that comes from fitness. So mm. if I look at that as part of my job commitment and say someone else kind of needs me to do this, yeah. that will motivate ah. me to try and please other right. people. Right. That's a way for you to build it, build it into the systems yes. that you have in place, which is like, oh, well, I want to be a great comedian and I need to be physically fitter yeah. to be able to hold a 20, 30, 40 exactly. minute set. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Because we talked about me sweating on stage. Remember? Mm, yes. I said that I had to, before I got lost the weight, I had to have a change of clothes backstage so that when I finish the show and then I do like a, not a meet and greet, but just saying thank you to the guests, uh, the people who came afterwards, I'd swap shirts and the identical <laughs> shirt, I'd have it backstage. So it was a drier version. So if I was taking photos with people, they're not yeah. holding this sweaty mess. That's and, classic. Yeah. <laughs> I used to always have a spare pair of boxer shorts for years. What? Really? In my back. Yeah. In case you shit yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask yeah, the same absolutely. Yeah. I used to have this like weird thing that I was like, why am I shit myself just before I go on stage? <laughs> just go home. Yeah, go commander. Don't change the underwear and go back on stage. <laughs> no, but if it was like, was like five minutes before I used to have yeah. this paranoia that what happens if I just shit myself then I can't do the gig then what do I do so for, for years I'm talking for so long I always would just be like notebook uh, <laughs> uh, and spare pair of boxer shorts in my and, and the whole time I've never ever ever had to use it <laughs> no. but it was just always there it was just kind of this weird you know like yeah. those weird rituals but for years yeah. years because I remember that came out once and I think I was that like I'm still I know, I know. I'm off mic here because <laughs> I, I'm like leaning back in my chair I go, what the fuck just happened? Horrifying. Yeah. Pack Horrifying. Uh, extra stack of of your decks. Yeah, every time. So you oh, said it used to always be a black pair. So it like Oh, because you can't see pool? <laughs> no, no. Because I was because it can like like... slimming. <laughs> In case it goes into the pants. Yeah, yeah. it just looks thinner. But it was amazing. The, the, the sense of security, knowing yeah. that if I did shit myself just before I went on stage, it'd be I'd be okay. It's so, it's so weird. Like, and I think it was just there was a period where my I had like some real gut issues, and there was this thing. <laughs> it stand like I was only like a couple of years into stand up, but I was like every time I fart, I thought I'd follow through. <laughs> so, so every time that would happen, I'd be like, oh my god, I need to fart. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, thank God, I just made it through, and then I'd go on stage wow. and then so then it was a period it was like oh, I should need a package just in case you know something happened I mean and that was a period because I was like all I did was MC all the yeah. time so it's not like I could go home and run back because I'm there for the whole night yeah you gotta stay you gotta stick around <laughs> do you know what Dill you're shocked but I think I'm gonna have to 
pack a spare pair of undies in my bag now. I think I've got a new fear. <laughs> <laughs> You've just passed yeah. it on. Yeah, yeah, like, I've got to be ready. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Just like, isn't I'm... diapers just easier to <laughs> No, because like, uh, that would make you feel uncomfortable. Because yeah. like, sometimes I look at my bag like, like what I would take to work, like, and it's changed so much. Like now it's just like, oh, like I'll have my Ventolin, I have deodorant just in case I yeah. smell really bad. The boxer shorts are out. I, I, after a period, I was like, these need to go because <laughs> this is not healthy. Because every time you look at it, you're like, is today today I'm going to shit myself on stage? <laughs> like, I'm, I sound really judgy, uh, but but like in reality, I have shat myself, but not on stage. Oh like, yeah, you know I mean? me too. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I just find it. I think what I'm stuck on is that. If I were to shit myself before I went on stage, yeah. there's no coming back for me that night. I'm going home. Like, I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm not feeling well. Yeah, but you're thinking like a full shit your pants kind of thing. I'm talking about, you a know. A little shot. Like a little shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well done. Well done. Smart. It's a little shot. So enough to go, all oh, this makes me feel uncomfortable. I can smell it, but I can solve yeah. the problem yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're an artist yeah. and a shotist. Yeah. Like, you just... Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Okay. God. Fuck. Where do we go? Sorry, oh. Prue. We no, were... I, have, I have been trying to write a joke about something similar, where I feel like we all talk about stand-up as being this kind of endurance thing. You need so much stamina. You need to do it. Yeah. And I was like, but if we really cared about it, we would be more willing to piss ourselves on stage. Yeah. Well, like... former guest Adam Richard has. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. He was busting to go to the toilet, and he just got brought on stage to headline, and <gasps> he. And I'm stealing his story, but I can't remember if he's ever like mentioned it. Um, other than on stage himself. But yeah, he would just, every like punchline when they're laughing, he would let a little bit more go. <laughs> that's I amazing. Mean, incredible pelvic floor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, what, he, that, yeah. that's yeah. what he's known for. Because if that was a female kid after two oh. uh, two kids, you'd be like, you'd, be, you'd laugh. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> you sneeze, yeah. out it goes. Wow. Okay, okay, wait. Let me fucking bring this whole thing back properly. Yeah, we need, to, we need to wrap up. I was going to yeah. ask about in terms of food and stuff now, right now. So you, that's the gym is what you ideally is. What, what's your approach to uh, meal plans and stuff? So intermittent fasting you mentioned? Intermittent fasting, so skipping breakfast, basically. Yep. Right, so what are the hours that you tend to do, 12 to 8? That sort 12 of thing? to like 6. I like to oh, eat six hour window. really early. But yeah. I, I might move lunch forward an hour if I'm starving. Because uh-huh. sometimes I just find my brain won't kick into gear until I've had right. some food. Yeah. How long have you been doing intermittent fasting? Oh, maybe three months right. or so. And I think it makes a difference even just to my guilt around eating. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good one. Because I've been doing the same. It's like, it's for a sense of the guilt like yeah. that you can go, that you, at least you've, you've done it in that window. Yeah. And you're like, maybe I had a bad meal, but I've only had two meals today. Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, uh, intermittent fasting was my savior along with the slow carb diet, which was basically taking the complications out of it, mm. which is like, hey, eat what you want, but just only eat between 12 to 8. Yeah, yeah. And then it just creates like a – for my my biggest problem was not eating consciously. Yeah. So whatever I felt like, I would just get and not think about well, how, what, what time or when or how it's affected me. But so yeah. at least by just bringing a time constraint, it meant made it easier to transition into thinking about food like Absolutely. in a different way. So you do 12 to 6, so you eat before gigs. I eat before gigs. Right, right, Because otherwise I'm going to want to eat shit. Right. Afterwards. And that's all that's ever is around. So are you good at being able to control your urges after you started a few drinks or something? You wouldn't have late night snacks? Pretty good. Pretty good. I have never gone to the habit of a late night 
snack. Oh, I think I'm always just like, just go to bed and Mate, you can I, have stuff in the morning. I, I used to have this habit, yeah. right? So I would, <laughs> I would eat before the gig, mm. then I would do the gig, then I would drink all the way through the gig. And then on the way home, I would catch a cab and then I would always stop at the corner of Lycon Street and, uh, and John's, uh, Elgin Street. Oh, I know and that cu- corner. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a pizza place that was open pretty yeah. much till 3 o'clock in the morning, but even Tried better. To, my, oh, what was it called? Junction? No, yeah, uh, Junction. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then I had old, Intersection Cafe. It is yep, very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And then I had my friend Luke, right, who worked there. So there was a period <laughs> where I could pull up to the cab, message, and he'd run in, give me the pizza. Oh, <laughs> in the cab. So you had Uber oh Eats before, before it's even started. You've not even gained a few steps <laughs> yeah, to make no, that cab no. neutral. <laughs> And I was like, I just remember, I was like, ah, oh, thanks, Luke, see you later. And I was like, <laughs> and I would just eat all the pizza. What are your vices, Prue? What, what are, are my vices? I the... love bougie food. And oh, like, I ooh. love food in Melbourne. I love going out for dinner. Love like a really nice wine. What comes so... under bougie food? PhD. Bougie. <laughs> <laughs> Bougie food, like a steak tartare, like fish. Right, food that you have to eat with your pinky sticking out. Yeah, yeah, fancy food. What are your places they like to go to for bougie? Do you have a fave? My my new fave at the moment is Poodle Bistro on Gertrude Street. I'm having lunch at Gertrude Street today. Maybe I'll go to Poodle Bistro. Maybe you should. Really, really good. Mm. Marion also good. Oh, I love Marion. The Marian. cheesecake of Marion has oh. been one of my saviors during lockdown. Oh my god, that Basque cheesecake! The Basque delicious. cheesecake. I know. I've had I've had a lot of uh, people who follow me and stuff like that go and check it out since, and yeah. a lot of them say it's great. There's only been one guy who's been like, I actually went to the Basque region of uh, Spain, and it is a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, mate. I know. I yeah. know. But excellent yeah. with a sherry as well. If you oh, have it, like, the chicken at Marion is just a normal rotisserie right. fucking, you know. Grilled yeah. chicken, but this it they just melted. Something. It oh. just melted off the fucking bone. <laughs> bougie. I've never it. known that word bougie food, but that has described what my cuisine that I love that's too the, as well. Oh, bougie. You are <laughs> so I, didn't in I didn't realize that that's the word. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I just was like, oh, I like nice, I like nice that's food. Yeah, bougie food. Bougie and food. I, I look, and I was that, and I hope to be that again. Uh, <laughs> but now, if I look at a restaurant, I don't look at the menu. I look at the kids' menu first, going, yeah. "Will this tie these kids down so I can actually enjoy my meal?" Yeah. Right. And then we'll continue. Do they do nuggets? Yeah, yeah. 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 Do they do chicken nuggets? nuggets. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Well, be the best I, nuggets in the world. I, I, at the Fish Creek pub because yeah. we went camping and then um, and bougie then, as fuck yeah, 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 bougie and seriously it was like bougie spelled B-O-G-N. it was like fish and chips okay chicken and nugget and chips yeah. chips <laughs> I was like where are the veggies and like even the other day I was like we should get a bowl of veggies yeah, I was like yeah something. we should get a bowl right. of veggies so that's the vice so how often do you yeah. tap into the vice Maybe once a week. Does it help that the vice is a bit more pricey than, say, chips? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then you're doing it less. And we've definitely made, my partner and I that have just moved in together have made a no Ooh. Uber Eats pact. Yeah, it's very good. I, yeah. I don't, I've never done it and I never will. <laughs> so that's a good pact. Don't say never pack. will because that's always come to bite. I, yeah, yeah. I know, it has. But even then, like today, like logistically, I, I need to get somewhere and Uber would be great. Yeah. <laughs> and still, I can't do it. Um, Wow. Okay. So that's the the big ones. Bougie food. Bougie okay. food. Uh, Lagoon on oh, Ligon Street is delicious as well. I know that place. It's new. It's so good. Oh mate, there's so many things that more we will talk about, but I we gotta go. We gotta go. We'll have to do a follow up, I think. But uh, mate, thank you so much, and well done on the amazing work in the last 
say two three weeks of music. Oh, good. Oh, thank great. you. Thanks Fun for having uh, me. New blood people, on the scene, killing where, it. Where can people find you if they want to follow further oh, work? Please follow me on Instagram at Prublake Comedy, yeah. or I'm also on Twitter under the same name, and you can sign up to my newsletter. I shave my legs for this. <laughs> great. That's great. Yeah. Lovely. Awesome. Right. Ben, we've got our Patreon that we want to plug. Yes, $5 a month. Uh, and again, uh, just because it was brought up, uh, if you are stuck somewhere or you want to listen back, all you have to do is uh, become a member for $5 a month and you can get all the backlog episodes. Oh, yeah, that did come up. Someone who so, was in lockdown wanted to do a deep dive of the Deep dive. Patreon so uh, they're all there so you can still access them. So, yeah, $5 a month. Sweet. And you're Ben Lomas Comic on Instagram. I'm yes. Rook J on Instagram. Uh, my plugs is uh, fit, uh, Fitbit, obviously, this one, but uh, my, uh, my other podcast, Mad Sacks with Ed Cavalier, but also live gigging. I'm in Tasmania when this comes out today on the Friday. Tonight, yep. I'll be in Launceston. Yep. There's two show, There's a 6 p.m. show that has um, come check it out if you're in Lonnie, but also uh, festivals. I'll be in Adelaide with Dave Thornton. We're doing a split bill. Amazing. And uh, in Melbourne Comedy Festival, I can officially announce I will be doing Victorious Line, which did, oh, sorry, I say will with, uh, <laughs> with the confidence of someone who doesn't realize there was a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope to do uh, the same Victoria's Line show that never got aired in Melbourne, Melbourne last yeah. year. But F- all this fingers crossed, it'll be updated with COVID stuff. Uh, yeah. But and uh, and bundle of joy on Amazon Prime if you can check that out. That'd be awesome. Cool. Uh, thanks always. Thanks for coming in, Thank you. and we'll see you all next week. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.